Today's sponsor is Audible. Please visit audiblepodcast.com slash baldmove for a free audiobook download. Now, people, listen up. We need to clear this here yard. I do not want any walker rot in my vegetables. That would not be prudent. Rick, can I have a word? Speak your mind, T-Dog. Rick, you know I haven't always seen eye to eye with you, but I've kept silent all this time. All through our long, unreasonably cold Georgia winter. But I can't keep quiet on this one. I just don't feel right about the way we're treating these prisoners, man. The way we're keeping them and that... Oh, oh my God! Oh, my God! Oh, my God! The logical amount of walkers just got seen up. Daryl, Daryl, quick, we have to find Lori and Carl. Lori! Carl! Lori! Rick! Rick! Oh, Lori, oh, no, Lori, my sweet, skinny, little, straw-haired shrew, what has happened to you? Rick, Maggie had to cut the baby out of me. I don't have long, but I got some important things oh, to tell God, you. Oh, God, Lori, yes, yes, anything. Rick, I don't ever want you to remarry. Uh, okay, I guess I can. And no sex either. No, no, I just don't know about that. Ah! You're right. You're right. I'm sorry. No sex. No sex forever. Oh, God, Lori. No, no, God, no. No. Wait. What is that? How can this be happening? Jim and Aaron are playing games. Welcome to The Watching Dead, the officially unofficial podcast for The Walking Dead and AMC. I'm Jim. And I'm Aaron. And this week we're covering Season 3, Episode 4, Killer Within. Arribots, the Fiesta <laughs> cast. <laughs> <laughs> yep, it finally happened, folks. We promised we'd do it, and as bad as we feel about it, <laughs> we need to do it. Oh, I watched the episode one last time before we recorded this, and as I was sitting there watching Lori's death, I'm like, oh, God, I'm going to hell for this. Yeah, we both are. <laughs> this, ah, I feel bad about it, but what can you do? We it's promised like a, the listeners. I was talking to people on Facebook because they're asking me if we're going to do it, and I got a surprising amount of feedback from people saying, I'm glad Lori's dead, but mm-hmm. I feel really bad about the way she went. And I'm yeah. like, that's Glenn Mazzara. He gives yep. us the fiesta and he pisses in a margarita while he's doing it. <laughs> I hope not. I'm drinking margaritas. I am. Now. I've got the, my margarita on the rocks right here. Yeah, tasty stuff. No uh, salt. I asked for no salt. All right. Well, maybe we should get right into the episode no, here. No, no, no. I've got news. News. Yes. We do that stuff. Um, we do do that stuff. Okay. I want to uh, tone down the fiesta just a little bit, the celebratory atmosphere. Actually, I want to increase it. Okay. Uh, I asked uh, for the uh, listeners to help us get past the 300 hump on uh, iTunes, mm-hmm. and they shattered that. Great. We got like 317 reviews. Wow. So okay. Thank you very much. This episode set feedback and Facebook records for us. It's amazing. <laughs> We're getting more email than we've ever got for a season finale for this one episode. You want to know why? Because. because the season is good. Ev- and everyone wanted to weigh in on Lori. And unfortunately, yeah. when 40 people weigh in and say ding, a variation of Ding Dong, the witch is dead. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not a lot of that's going to make it to the air. I'm sorry, folks, but uh, that's that's the way the that's the way rumbles. I can't read them all. Yeah. Um, also, want to mention. I guess Facebook's doing something weird now with um, fan pages, where only like 10 percent of our a random 10 percent yeah. of our audience sees our updates now. So if you are you know missing our uh, updates and when we're posting the cast and our official show threads, which again. 
we got like 300 comments on the official Facebook uh, thread on wow. The Walking Dead. It was insane. That's ridiculous. It was a little hard to keep up with that, honestly. Um, but if you'd like to get all that stuff, I guess if you hover on your mouse by the like button on our uh, fan page, uh, there's a drop-down menu that will allow you to select uh, add interest list. And if you add that uh, to one of your interest lists, I don't hmm. even know what a Facebook interest list is, but if you <laughs> add that, then we will appear. All of our posts will appear on your timeline. Okay. Or you if could not, just go over to Twitter. Or you can just go to Twitter <laughs> where, I tweet where they don't the yeah, they don't fuck around with stuff like yeah. this. But uh, anyway, just want to let you know that if you're not missing it, then you know, no harm, no foul. Sure. Uh, that is all the news I have. All right. Well let's get into the recap then. Uh, well, actually before we do the recap, what did you think of this episode? I run really all over the place because this is some of the strongest stuff The Walking Dead's had. Um, yeah. But the episode hinged on something that I just don't buy. Andrew uh, getting loose mm-hmm. and, he, and infiltrating his prison and the number of zombies that he brings with him really strained <laughs> my suspension of disbelief. And the, the thing is, is once the dramatic moments start happening, you, you kind of forget all that. Yeah, yeah. And that's The Walking Dead in a nutshell. They have really good set pieces. The way they get to and from them is a little bit shaky. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I didn't have as big of a problem with Andrew coming back as you did. Why? But ha- why? The because man... we never saw him die. No, we just saw him surrounded by – wa- And we saw his walker fighting prowess, which is nothing. <laughs> sure, and they And we heard that. him screaming bloody fucking murder. Like he sounded like a man yeah. being killed. I agree with you there, but we never saw him die, so it's plausible he came back. Uh, I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt because that was really the only problem in an otherwise awesome episode. And I, I but to that end, I just have a hard time rating it because there's yeah, some yeah. parts that are like a ten of ten, uh-huh. and there's some parts that. And the other thing is, uh, you know, a lot of people. We'll get to this later on, but where do you come on? Where do you come down on Andrew Lincoln's performance? Because at the end, when he I, breaks down, I was really genuinely moved the first time uh, with Lori's performance. Yeah, uh, Sarah. Uh, Sarah Wayne Callies. Yeah, Sarah Wayne Callies. Terrific. She did a great job. Uh, I had there's a little tin moment there, but then on subsequent rewatches, I just found it really incredibly moving. Very strong work. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a shame she was such a poorly written character. <laughs> yeah. But Rick, all three times I watched this episode, his performance got more ridiculous for me. For me. Did it? See, it got better the second time I watched it. There's a lot of – I mean, I got a lot of kind of flack on Facebook for saying that. But I just – his performance was, took me out of the, the moment. The first time – Chris Hardwick. Yeah, me. it was – <laughs> first time it was a little – it was almost laughable. Like – it almost came across as funny how hard he broke down, especially with the relationship that we saw them have over the past well, not just, season. Not just losing his shit, because people can lose their shit, but just the way he did. And, and I don't want to, because I actually got a lot of stuff to say about this. So, mm-hmm. um, But again, I don't know. I, I, when he falls on the floor, he loses me. Yeah. That's, that's when he lost me. Yeah. I don't know. I just, uh, yeah. All right. So. Well, I'm giving it a solid nine. Like uh, you said, there's the Andrew problem. There's... Uh, I it's, wasn't totally thrilled with the very end. It's an eight for me. An eight? Yeah. Even with the the <laughs> great pacing, the nonstop yes, action, yes. two character deaths. I, but that's the one thing I didn't – I'm really having a hard time with T-Dog's death. That's, this Why? is the first time he someone – He got di- bit. 
This is the first time someone that someone died in the show that I was genuinely shocked and disappointed. You know, like I didn't huh. care when Amy got bit. I was kind of pleased to see Amy get bit. <laughs> or not Amy, I'm Dale. Um, oh, I yeah. was really ready for Shane to be dead. Uh-huh. Um, this one, though, I was, you know, I was like, he was really living up his potential. He got the shield. Yeah. He was becoming a badass. A bunch he of was, lines. Yeah, he had some. He had some lines and some maybe some character development. We're thinking like, who's he going to buddy up with? Who's he going to pair off with? Like, and, and here's why I think they really killed T Dog off at a bad time. Myrtle just got reintroduced. Well, we have some feedback why? on that. Why do you kill him before that? We have feedback on okay. that. We'll talk about it then. It um, just really feels shitty, and it really makes Glenn Mazzara and company seem like fucking liars because they said so many times, oh, we love T-Dog. We're huge yeah. fans of T-Dog in a writer room. We, like The only way that can be true is if Irony Singleton wanted out for some reason. Yeah. Like, you know, this isn't a big enough part. I got a better part. I got to get, you know, and I mm. haven't heard anything about that. Mm-mm. So it just looks like, again, one of those things where they don't really mean what they're saying or yeah. have no idea how to execute what they mean on, on, on the show. But gotcha. But again, I feel like that's really, you know, we got a reputation for being negative about this show. But that's mm. really nitpicky because this yeah. is an excellent, was an excellent hour of television. Yeah, yeah, one of the best episodes of the series. Um, it might be the second best episode of the series. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, anyway, let's get into the recap. Um, so we start off with some dude running around with a gas can and half a deer. Uh, Which, Luring okay. zombies in, opening the gates, uh, just wreaking havoc. So Andrew kills a deer with an axe. Yes, or a gas can, either one. <laughs> <laughs> don't know how you slice that cleanly with a gas can. But. I, I just feel like, again, you know, it was a great idea, but they're like, now how do we get here? I, uh, well, no, 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 no. The deer in this world just stand still. We saw what happened with Carl's deer. They just stand there. They see a human. They're fine. You can chop a deer with an axe. I don't know. Maybe for an 11-year-old boy. I think if you're a hardened criminal who's not. The deer knows. And oh, how much field, another thing, how much field craft can this bastard have? Not much. I mean, and we saw how well he did at Walker combat. I just, yeah. I, again, you know, the episode loses me a little bit. And assuming there were really that many walkers to let in, mm-hmm. yeah, how did he get around outside the gates right. without being bitten by a walker? Right. Yeah. And it, yeah. Because there just, were a bunch of them out there. A bunch of them. Yeah. Oh, well. Uh, I'll let all that go because we get to see. We're starting to sound like the Muppet guys. You know, it's like, yeah, it's not a bad episode. It's pretty good. Yeah, Yeah, it's better than usual. It's kind of bad. It's terrible. You know. Yeah, gotcha. Uh, (laughs) I don't know. We got to see a deer ripped in half or cut in half. The zombies eating that deer, this started off as a disgusting episode. Yeah. And just got even more disgusting as it went. I forget what I was eating. Oh, I (laughs) was eating leftover biscuits and gravy. Mm. And, uh... It didn't impede my eating progress, no. really. It All was right. gross, but, you know. Yeah. I have an We've iron seen stomach. Worse. Uh, so then we get a scene of Rick and crew cleaning up the yard. Uh, they discover that Glenn and Maggie are up in the guard tower again. They were just up there yesterday. Um, and they kind of make fun of them. Uh, Daryl gives them a hard time <laughs> with some double entendre. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oscar and the mustache are man show up. <laughs> yeah. Oscar cool. and the mustache man show up. I don't know his name. Axel. Uh, Axel. There we go. Uh, they tell Rick that they don't want to live in the cell block anymore. They want out. Mm-hmm. And a bunch of comic book fans had their little fanboygasm when uh, Axel said, "You follow? You, what is it? Yeah, you follow me? Did they? Yeah. Is that what he said a lot? All the time. Oh. I didn't know that. 
Uh, so what do you think about their idea of just coming to Rick and saying, hey, we want out? And what do you think about Rick's reaction? Uh, I, for once, was pleased. I think that's what... Uh... I think that's what you want to, your leader to say. And I really yeah. liked Daryl where he's like, you know, logically saying, you know, <laughs> realistically I could be in this cell with these guys instead of out here with you. And, and, uh, you know, T dog's like, Oh, so you're back at me. He's like, hell no. <laughs> yeah. He makes his point for him. Right. And, and says, hell no, I'm not. Yeah. It's like, cause why in this world would you take a sliver of a chance on that? Not being true. Yeah. Good point. So he's like, he's playing devil's advocate and then be like, yeah, are you stupid? Yeah. No, you can't do that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he's firmly on Rick's side here. Also, I want to say in the opening, I really like the touch where they sh- focus on the uh, do not pick up hitchhikers, do not speak to any, you know, like this. The, do they? Yeah. You know, those de- those signs you see in every prison, you know, where it's like, don't pick up hitchhikers in this area. This may shock you, but I've never been to prison. I know you haven't been, but have you ever been, like, to Plainfield around the uh, federal uh, prison there? Mm, they have no, all these signs I've, I've around really the prison basically prison. saying, hey, don't pick up hitchhikers in this area. They could be escaped convicts. And yeah, talk makes to them sense. And, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I thought that was thematic, mm-hmm. that, you know, showing the distrust that the, you know, they're yeah. treating them that way. Or we're not going to cut them any slack. We're not going to let them even, you know— entertain notions of getting into our heart yeah to pull the heart strings yep andrew loves hearts <laughs> so do zombies Venison uh heart. so yeah t-dog wants him to stay uh rick makes the call and says they can't uh then we go over to woodbury where michonne's investigating the vehicles they brought back with them mm-hmm. woodbury csi uh she doesn't like what she sees definitely not she sees a lot of blood a lot of bullet holes mm-hmm. uh and a little too much Liam Neeson. Yep. <laughs> he's got answers for everything, though. He does. And this is this is why he's such a good liar. Right. Because he doesn't – he's not surprised at anything she says. She, he doesn't show that, oh, you got me. Right. He or, plays uh, along uh, with uh, it. Uh, yeah. He's like, oh, well, yeah, there, there was – I had Merle put a bullet in the pilot's head. Right. Like – yeah, this stuff happened, but there's a reasonable explanation. Right, and, you know, bandits must have jumped them. It's rough out there. You know that better. I mean, he just plays, yeah. but she has none of it. No, not at all. Uh, she's giving them the stink eye, as she gives everyone the stink eye, mm-hmm. uh, except Andrea. Um, and I like also how— She gives Andrea plenty he, of stink eye, too, honestly. Uh, this episode, yeah, definitely. Uh, I liked how he— he was not willing to take the blame himself for killing that pilot. He said that he had Merle put mm-hmm. a bullet in his head. You think that's significant? I, I think it is significant. I don't think he wants to be seen as a killer at mm. all. Mm. Like, he's not the one who does the dirty work. He's just the governor. Mm. That's, that's all he does. All right. Um, so, yeah, I thought that was significant. He um, Then we go back to Rick and crew who are heading out somewhere. Where are they going? Uh, they pick up firewood, I heard, right? Firewood? Yeah, they said they're going to pick up a couple bundles of firewood and throw it into dog run. That because seems they... like an awfully dangerous thing to well, do. Well, <laughs> but they, they they explained, if you were paying attention, I was that they're trying to burn all the zombie bodies in one go. Yes. That'd be worth okay. it, because you don't want walker rot in your <laughs> yeah, vegetables. in your crops, no. No. Definitely not. It's, uh, not like, it's not like the Indians where they buried a fish with each ear of corn to make it grow faster. Is that what they did? Yeah, I, that's what my shitty-ass elementary school education taught me. Nice. Actually, you know, it's prob- that's probably all wrong. I mean, 
<laughs> they just lied to you? Yeah, that's probably just like some kind of BS story. Oh, like, yeah, like folklore yeah, sort of thing. right. Sure. Uh, so here's one of my favorite moments in the episode is when T-Dog puts Rick in his place. Rick's like, basically, it's going to be their blood or it's going to be our blood. Whose bl- blood would you rather have in your hands? And T-Dog says, neither. And Take that, Rick. That's when it doesn't I, have to be blood. That's when I knew our spoilers were right because he started sounding like Dale. Yep, yep. He had to get it. He had the death mark of Dale on him. Uh, we go into the prison where Herschel is awake and alive and apparently recovered. Mm-hmm. Uh, he jumps up out of bed, yeah, springs does. to his feet, nearly falls over. <laughs> uh, how long do you think he's been in that bed? It's got to be a while. I don't know. I don't know. Um, was there any indication of passage of time here? Um, I, mean, I think only- Herschel's injury being recovered. serviceable. So weeks? Yeah. It's got to be on the order of weeks. I mean, I mean, we talked about this when we saw Rick getting out of bed, right? Like gunshots, how long do they take to heal? Like, right. The, their timeline stuff is not good because if it's been weeks and Andrew has been running around outside the prison with hordes of walkers. Mm-hmm. For weeks? Yeah. It doesn't seem likely. That can't be. Plus, we have a firm timeline on the Woodbury that they've only been here for like three or four days. days. Yeah. So, I, you know, is are they believe, are we supposed to believe that Herschel is up and about and exerting himself after a couple of days? Maybe. Is that really, a, see, that part, he's a beast. A, a, out of all the things in the show, that doesn't really bother me because it's like, sure. whatever, dramatic license. I don't yeah, really yeah. want to watch Herschel lay looking at the bottom of a mattress uh-huh. for six weeks or sure. eight weeks or however long it would take. I'd rather him just get up and about and say, he's a tough old son of a bitch. And yes, he is. Yeah, he is. He can shoot, you know, he's got the uh, infinite ammo uh, unlock sheet for his shotgun. Maybe he's got yep. the... Uh, Infinite ammo crutch, too. Maybe he's got the med kit. You know, he just, like, touches it and restores himself to 100% health. I really hope we see him build a device that's a gun in his crutch. That would be freaking awesome. <laughs> Someone on Facebook sent us a Photoshop of, I think, just that. Like, oh, really? They took Sweet. Herschel's head and put it on top of that character from... Uh, is that Death Proof? No, it's... No, uh, it's the other one. Yeah. Uh, the Robert Rodriguez one. Yeah, I can't remember what it is. Planet Zombie Scape. Yeah, something like that. Sexy Girl times <laughs> two. Um, so Beth and Carl here are really into each other. Yeah. He gives a little smile, and she smiles back real big. Yeah, I'll just say what real I said big. on Facebook. If you want to make time with Beth, you're going to have to lose the hat, Carl. <laughs> it's beta hat. Uh, yeah, num- it's beta hat number one, but number two, I just don't think uh, 17-year-old girls go for the cowboy hat. It's not like she's got much option. <laughs> Many options. Whoa. I mean... It's Carl or it's Glenn, and Glenn's kind of Let me explain something taken. to you, Jim. Women always have the option to not have sex with men. Oh, sure. And they frequently take that option. <laughs> so even in the zombie apocalypse, you have to have some measure of game and, you know, physical mm. presence. I'm just saying. Maybe right. I'm not. Maybe, maybe I'm not. Maybe. Uh, I think it lowers it below cowboy hat level, though. Really? I think you can pull That's not a deal hat. breaker? No. Okay. No longer. All right. The animal the animal print, the geranimal shirt with the cowboy hat's not Hell, a deal breaker? If a necklace of ears isn't a deal breaker. <laughs> <laughs> to be really? fair, that is zombie, a zombie apocalypse hot Carol that's fallen for that one. Yes. Um, and that is Daryl. I, I really liked the way that Herschel played the one leg thing, it felt like he was unstable. Honestly. Yeah. Like, watching that guy, he was kind of wobbling around. and I love... I'm so glad they didn't kill off Herschel. Yeah. Yeah. He's so a great glad. character. Um, so we go over to Michonne and Andrea again, 
who are basically planning their route out of Woodbury. Now, as a zombie apocalypse uh, aficionado, were you just like spooging all over this conversation about heading to the coast and finding oh, a hell boat yeah. and going to the island? I mean, that's like, yeah. you're just like, yes, yes. She's like, we need to find a boat, an ideal she's, place to be an island. Reading, yes, she's, more. She's reading out of Max Brooks' survival guide. Uh-huh. Definitely. I, I was loving that. Um, now it's, so she's saying that the coast is safe. Would you say the coast was clear? <laughs> oh, God. I would not say that. You would not? No. no. Okay. I wouldn't Fair venture enough. that. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, so Andrea, we get here, doesn't want to leave. Mm-hmm. It seems like that is the case. Um, we go back over to the prison. A lot of jumping around this episode. Yeah. Which we hadn't seen previously. So how do you think they handled that? Uh, I felt like it broke up an episode that had a shit load of action. I thought it was and skillfully it done. Needed. I thought it was yeah. skillfully done. Yeah, definitely. Um, we go back over to the, the prison and Glenn is giving food to Oscar and Axel. Um, then he, Rick and Daryl start clearing walkers from the, the surrounding So I area. guess they're going to, I had a question about why he's like, um, we'll cut you loose when we get back. And I'm like, why are you waiting to let them go? But, but I guess if your theory is these guys are dangerous mm-hmm. and you're going to go outside defense, you would do all your work outside defense, come back in, close defense, and then kick them out. Yeah, you don't want anybody you don't playing want, games. You don't want, yeah. <laughs> you don't want anybody playing games. Not at all. Not at all. So smart thinking there. Um, I I couldn't help but think it's still it's dumb to go outside the fence when you got. But what are you going to burn? Good prison. What are you going to burn the zombies with? I'd lock them in a, an area of the prison. Lock them in that freezer. What do you need that freezer for? That's true. It's just a shit freezer just at this point. Toss them in there. It's never getting good. There's I don't a know. lot they're, of they're, bodies though. Did you see how many piles <laughs> of zombie yeah. bodies? Plus, how many more got in this time? Oh lord! They're going to need a whole new batch of firewood. Yeah, it's going to happen all over again. Yep. Um, Herschel, Beth, Lori, and Andrea get ambushed by walkers on their stroll Mm -hmm. uh, because Herschel wants to go for a stroll. And they get chased around the prison, and T-Dog gets bit while trying to shut the gate. Mm -hmm. This is the the moment where, I don't know, Rick and Lori's relationship seems to dramatically turn from the end of last episode. Am I wrong? Like the googly eyes through the fence? Yeah, no, I think they were... It's just like Herschel said, like, you know, we could build a real life for ourselves here. Mm-hmm. And I think part of part of Rick and Lori's problem is obviously Lori and how that went down <laughs> last year. Um, uh-huh. And apparently she wasn't much better in the off season because now even even Carl hates her. Although, again, we didn't see any evidence of that. Yeah. Um, but now it's well, like shoot her I think head. but a lot of it is just Rick got hard mm-hmm. and it's hard to turn that, you know, on and off. Oh yeah, sure. You know, it's even, and when the group survival counts on it, yeah, yeah. So I think Rick being able to relax would make him perhaps more emotionally available to Lori. Yeah, I, that's I get my that. theory. That makes a lot of sense. But the hell with that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, the hell with that. T Dog gets bit. Damn it! Mm-hmm. I really wanted to see some good characterization for T Dog. Um, so we did this in the spoilers. We we basically accurately predicted, um, thanks to Jesse B, yeah. everything that happened the in this entire episode. Entire episode. And I was thinking, because I, I kind of wanted the spoilers to be wrong as far as T Dog, and I was mm-hmm. like, I didn't think that the show had the balls to kill off two characters in one non-finale episode. I mean, I yeah. thought, sure, Lori's death was going to be – I, I knew it was going to happen, but I thought it was going to be 
this mini season finale or the season mm-hmm. three finale in the spring. I never would have called this ever. Yeah, we're only halfway through this half of the season. We're a quarter of the way through the season. So how the hell do you ramp up from here? I don't know. That's... I mean, I got some. I just re. I've I've reread through like issue sixty in the uh-huh. last two or three weeks, and I've got some fresh ideas on how they can do that. But okay, um, yeah, I, it's it it's this show got really ballsy in the off season. I can't imagine that this is the same show that stretched out that stupid farm <laughs> plot for 13 episodes. Uh-huh. And now they are just ramrodding through this material. They are. I can't believe how fast the season's moving. Which is great. I mean, it's entertaining as hell if they can keep it up. Yeah. I, so far, this season is redeeming the show. I mean, it's... Yes. It, it was never terrible, but some of it was bad, especially in season two. Now, and I don't know. like, if And it, there has been nothing bad in this season. If season three had been along the lines of the first part of season two, I don't know if we'd stick with it in another season. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I feel you. Like, everyone says, like, why don't you stop doing the cast? I'd be like, well, maybe I will. <laughs> so yeah. it's, it's you know, one of those touch-and-go things. But I, mm-hmm. I agree. This, this is uh, always entertaining. It doesn't make a lot of sense sometimes, but it's entertaining as hell. So this is the first time in this scene that T-Dog saves the group. Mm-hmm. Uh, he runs over and he shuts that gate He's and wrecked, gets yep. bit in the process. Yep. So They shouldn't have given up those uh, – uh, what, what, they shouldn't have given up on those uh, carabinders. Oh, the, the carabinders, they, yeah. They should have they uh, kept a hold of a few of those. Yeah, that would have helped T-Dog immensely. He wouldn't have been fumbling, from... and fumbling that lock. Not at all. Um, what do you think about Glenn – cutting a zombie's head in half like a cantaloupe well like not a decapitation (laughs) no 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 it's the other way like halfway through midway through his head yeah yeah bisected the dude's cranium it was crazy and obviously i mean i go ahead and award it right now zombie kill of the week oh the the effects work these guys are doing can you imagine in high def god i wish we got this in high def no unfortunately not i can't even imagine it uh, we go back over to Andrea. Uh, she's talking to Merle, awfully casual, like awfully flirty with him. Yeah, she's eh, Merle's oddly charming. I don't, I don't like this. I don't like their casual demeanor towards each other. You know, I just wonder though if it's one of those things where if you've gone all winter long with this half crazy Michonne with the two shambling zombies mm-hmm. that. Even Merle, like a friend, like, you you know, it's like, I don't know. You, it's kind of nice. It's a nostalgic kind of thing. Yeah. And he's being face. nice. He's not being an asshole. And True. you're in a safe place. I'm not saying she's going to, like, make out with him or anything. But I think mm. she's kind of enjoying the fact that they're both able to look back. And he's not saying, hey, I wasn't. No, I wasn't an asshole. He's, like, you know, kind of yeah. admitting by Merle terms that maybe he was a little too strong. Yeah. And the other yeah. thing about Merle is got, what was he hopped up on? He had a That's backpack true. full of fucking full-bore Schedule 1 drugs, yeah. man. And he was able to chop his own hand off. Yeah. <laughs> so so he was on that. some, some – and I, it's arguable that maybe – it, just sobering himself out would would moderate him quite a bit. Yeah, and I wonder if that's not part of the bad shape that he was in mm. when they found him. Mm. Not only was he bleeding out, but he was on withdrawal. withdrawal. Yeah, 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 could be real bad shape. 
Um, but this is a scene where she basically gives him directions to the farmhouse right. to go find Daryl. Right. Um, gives him hope. There's something that really bothered me that Merle says here. He says, ain't that a big old pig sack? What the hell does that mean? Like a sack of shit? Pig shit? Pig sack? Pig shit? Yeah. All right. Pig sack? That's yeah. just a term I've not heard. I just don't think they can say shit that many times. Ah, uh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, there's standards and whatnot. Gotcha. Damn standards. Um, so we also find out here that the governor saved Merle's life, and uh, he's pretty loyal now. I mean, he's he's grateful for that. Yeah. Um, so that's part of, I'm sure, what's turned Merle's attitude around. Do you think he thinks that, Mer- that the governor is a good man? Yes. Uh, he said it with conviction there. I believed it. What's that mean coming from Merle, though? Because Merle's not is a bad man. Oh, this is New Merle. No, New Merle's a good, sweet, lovable guy. No, no, no. <laughs> you don't think so? No, neither do I. He might not be as bad as the crew that uh, Jethro or Gomer Pyle was running with last season, mm. but these are bad. These are some bad dudes. Definitely. We don't know much. But we know enough to say that. Yeah, we know he was there when they slaughtered. They massacred bunch of... in those people exactly for yeah. no reason at all, except for they were an affront to their authority. Yeah. Uh, so we go back to the prison, and the alarm is just blaring. Uh-huh. It goes off. Uh, it's got to be attracting zombies from everywhere. Uh-huh. And they they panic. They're like, oh, my God, we got to turn this off. Uh-huh. Um, and Oscar actually knows how to turn it off somehow. Yeah. And he tells Rick how to do it, and wasn't he they run off to part of his prison that. work program that he helped the guys maintain it or something? Yeah, which I, I think I, is I a bad that. idea to have your prisoners working on your alarms and your locks. And your weapons? No, it was, work, <laughs> it was working on their. It was working their generator. Ah, yeah, gotcha. So if you turn the generator off, that would disable it, everything else. Yeah, definitely. And that was Rick. The other thing that I guess I'm wondering about is Rick saying that basically he used a generator to open up the main doors of the prison, or that was what he was worried about. Because maybe that would explain. Doesn't explain how fast. Because again, this stuff happened mm-hmm. like within an hour or two. What do you mean? These what zombies infiltrating the prison. Like, they did uh-huh. it in the space of Rick going to get that firewood, right? Uh, I thought they did it in the space of the entire morning. Because but how that's... would they not know that? Well, there are, there are multiple sides to this prison, I assume. I guess. I, so if Andrew leads I, Maybe there's through... enough wiggle room. Still, I'm, gonna, yeah. I'm going to die on the hill that that was way too many zombies. <laughs> okay. It was a lot of zombies. And they were just infiltrated everywhere. And the problem I had with the scene where he's giving Lori googly eyes and uh-huh. the zombies come up behind him uh-huh. is Rick could clearly see yeah, all those zombies approaching him. Yeah. And he was still smiling and happy. Well, you he's... know, Lori's an attractive woman. Not, not until the audience noticed did Rick yeah. notice. And as soon as the audience noticed, the zombie's like, we can make noise now. <laughs> yeah. It's another great trope on the show. <laughs> For sure. Uh, we go back to T-Dog and Carol, who are desperately trying to find their way out of the tunnels in this prison. Yeah. They're, they're scrambling. Um, I, do, do they have any discussion here? It's a T-Dog scene. Never mind. Well, he's, he's, uh, <laughs> I mean, he's talking about his conviction in God and, yeah. and his faith and how it's all going to work out and you know, he's yeah. his, his mission. He's going to get her out of I'm there. dead anyway. My mission is to get you to hell out of here. Yep. Uh, we go back over to Lori and the crew who once again get ambushed by zombies. They're uh, everywhere. They're, they are everywhere. Andrew has done a hell of a job yes. leading zombies into this prison. Yes. Even areas that he probably couldn't even access. No. Like their cell block. Right. 
He must, he had like 25 deer he chopped up and just like laid it out like Pac-Man with dots. That's what he's been doing all those, through the those weeks. And the zombies he's been just chopping deers. Putting him in little court Ziploc bags. I'm going to get that fucking Rick. <laughs> wow. Um, I'm going to get him. And Carl here springs into action, man. He's like, he's now Carl's getting those halls. He's finding a room for him and he stuffs him in the closet. Carl's the fucking man. Yeah, Carl's really stepping up. No more kid stuff. No. Um, that shit's over. So we go back over to Merle, and he's approaching the Gov and telling gov him, now. look, I'm going to find my brother. And he's not asking, in my opinion. No, he's he is not asking. trying to give the governor... He's going to... I, I feel like if the governor doesn't give his blessing, he's going to take off within a day, but he's going to oh, yeah. try to give the governor you know, a way out without being in appearing to be insubordinate. You don't think he's going to try to find some more solid information as the governor suggested? Well, he does follow up a little bit with Andrew. I don't know. And the other thing is like, did you notice the governor's eye twitching? As no. Yeah. So people, I, yeah, I heard people talking did, about that. Cause and I'm wondering, cause I'm going to be paying a lot of attention to this going forward all throughout the scene. When he starts saying stuff like, I'll tell you what, if I confirm this information, I'll go with you. His eye is just, like, doing this little twitch thing. That's him trying not to morph back into Liam Neeson. <laughs> His face desperately wants to retake its shape. The polymorph juice that he brewed up is starting to wear off. <laughs> yeah, that's what the nip. tea is, man. It that's keeps him, what the tea keeps is. him from looking like Liam Neeson. Yes. <laughs> it's the polymorph potion. Um, wow. I, but I want to be paying attention to see if that's a deliberate thing, or because he's also squinting into the sun, so it could just be his, uh, you know, facial muscles twitching. But yeah. if that's a tell that they're putting in the governor, I'm going to be I'm going to be looking at the next episodes to see if I see that re reemerge. Definitely. Um, where were we? Oh yeah, Rick and crew. Well, wait a second. Yeah, let me ask you this. Uh, so. Is, no, we're not at that scene yet. Ne never mind, never mind. I'll no, wait. this is the scene where um, Rick and Glenn and Daryl all bust into their own cell block. Right. Uh, they're looking for Lori and Carl. Mm -hmm. They're not there. There are a bunch of zombies there, but no sign of them. Right. And he's screaming, Lori, Carl. Right. He's yelling at the top of his lungs. Did you um, just try and to they, steal my thunder? Uh, no, I, I tried not to. You stayed the fuck off of my I turf. I specifically Stay tried not to. Stay out of my territory. Uh, so they split up, and they go to find Lori and also the <laughs> generator. Uh -huh. uh, hopefully find Lori in the process of finding the generator. Uh, then we go over to Lori, who, oh, my God, she's having her baby. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, she tries to push out the baby. doesn't work. Instead, it slices her open. She starts bleeding profusely onto the floor. Sorry if I sound a little happy about this. <laughs> This, this yeah, I looked over you and you were like just rubbing your hands. Yes, <laughs> yes, baby. Now here's where Do the work acting your dark magic. Here's where the acting really starts to get good. Um, yeah, Sarah Wayne Callie's part. Uh, she really turns it on, and I can't imagine like they're cutting back and forth between the other scenes during this. Uh -huh. But filming that entire scene in one shot would be rough. Yeah, I mean that had to be emotionally draining. Yes, for her. Yes, and for uh, and so, the, oh my god, the kid. I don't know his name. Oh, Carl. The yeah, guy from small, small, uh, uh, Smallville. Chandler Riggs, is that his name? Yeah. I think, yeah. Uh, he, man, what a, what a, what a champ. Yeah. I, I would hate to be Carl in that moment. Mm. I mean, wow. He, he, it, it kind of illuminates why so many young child actors are fucked up. 
because <laughs> of the horrible things they well, look I mean, through yeah, and like, on set. And think about how like you know emotional and kids have trouble separating reality and stuff, and uh-huh. they're doing shit like that. Like Drew Barrymore sobbing over an ET, and four years later she's doing coke and blowing two dudes <laughs> at a time. I mean, <laughs> that's how this happens. Yeah, Haley Joel Osment really sees dead people now. He does. <laughs> he does, and he shoots heroin in his toenails. <laughs> Be fair, underneath his toenails. Underneath, this is true. <laughs> What is he, some savage? <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, it's just a waste. Uh, um, T-Dog actually uh, gets eaten in this next scene. Ugh. But in the process, he gives Carol a window to escape. And it's too she bad. she almost doesn't take it. She hesitates a yeah, really long time here. It's, it's too bad that they couldn't make that more epic. Because honestly... Ripping his throat out was pretty disgusting. No, that... that, that yes, was but I'm like... Shocking. There was just two zombies. And yeah, T-Dog's yeah. a badass. He could have... Uh-huh thrown those guys down and put boot to face and just worked his way past. I wish there was yeah. like five or six and he literally had to like one man. Uh, like two rows, his entire wingspan. And yeah. He just barrels yeah. through them. That yeah. would have been sweet. That would have been really fucking cool. But I, I still, I can't detract anything from the scene. I mean, he, he runs in, he grabs these zombies by the throat, says, get out of here, Carol. Yep. It's pretty badass. And he sacrificed himself in the process. So. Yeah. Although, he made at this point, most, he was already dead. No, but, I mean, there's two ways you could do that. You could sit there and cry like a baby, or you could yep. get up and, yep. and man up and uh, try to do as much good in the time you got left. Yeah, saved another person in the group mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. Uh, next scene, Andrea and the governor are getting flirty over drinks. Definitely. They're they're discussing a lot of stuff here. They talk about Merle and Michonne. Alcohol. Uh, alcohol. They talk about family and... And kind of the way that the new world should be, or the way the new world is. Let me ask you something. <laughs> All right. Uh, when the governor said, you know, talking about the world has changed, and he goes, the landscape, the scenery, but the way we think. Yeah. Anakin. Oh, uh, and he just <laughs> left it there, and him and and uh, Andrea had this like long look. What uh-huh. the hell did he mean by that? Uh, I honestly that- don't know. Was he saying that, like, yes, the landscape scenery has changed, but who we really are hasn't, implying that if we're intrinsically good, we're going to stay good? Or, or is he saying, or is that, he saying that the way we think has changed? Or should change. Or should, yeah, I don't know what he's things. trying to say. I read it as he should, like, the way we think should change, and right. Andrea wasn't so sure about that. Right. Yeah, uh, and so Because that, that turned her off. Bam, right. she was off like a light switch. Right. So I, I on Facebook, a lot of people are criticizing andrea for making googly eyes at the governor uh, why well that's okay and there's a first thing is don't come on our facebook page and call andrea a slut or a whore mm. because your comment will just be deleted <laughs> and i had to do that a couple times like that's that's out of bounds okay is it like i i will get uncomfortable calling certain characters bitches although i i kind of do it myself but <laughs> but you're not calling him a slut or a whore no but i'm like i don't i i just I, I to me it's going overboard to call especially andrea something mm-hmm. like that in this context because in my so from andrea's point of view she hasn't seen the crazy ass governor she hasn't seen his yeah. wall full of heads no nope. she hasn't seen him tear through a national guard she sees a strong leader who has kept this peaceful little corner um and everyone seems to like him he's attractive mm-hmm. he's charming why the hell wouldn't she be and, and he, he has is, a very he's obviously attracted to skills, her he has sure. a very specific set of girl it's 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 uh involves charming her pants off <laughs> yeah um, and drinking whiskey makes 
makes him a nightmare for panties like hers. Um, why wouldn't she return that affection? I agree. And she's completely. not, like, just hopping into bed with him. No. It's kind of a slow little seduction, and I think that's not inappropriate. Yeah, I agree. Like, I would love to hear people defend their dislike from that if you remember that she hasn't seen yeah. the crazy-ass governor. All she's got is Michonne. Now, that might be a problem because she's completely discounting Michonne's uh, gut instinct that she mm-hmm. only she admits herself has saved them on multiple occasions. She's got the lunatic never that he gave her at the end of last episode. Yeah, that, that, that was, was a little, loony. little crazy. I don't think that's that loony. Uh, he he did have to walk an awful long way to say that. Right. right in her I just face. feel like some of this is a little is like classic, you know. Like no, we I like get to, you. We like to engage in America the slut shaming. Like, oh, a woman's mm. sexually interested in a man, you know, she has to have a reason. Like, <laughs> dude, sure. dude's attractive. He's he's looks like he's a good leader. He's doing good. Why wouldn't you? The, the Scottish accent is great. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he re- he reveals his name here. He tells her his name's Philip. Which I don't think that's we a got before, breaker, Phil. Yeah, you can't say that in bed. That's what's that's like. <laughs> that ruined me for Groundhog Day too. Like, can you imagine Andy McDowell? Oh, Phil, <laughs> Phil. Apologies to anyone in the name of Phil. <laughs> nice. um, how do you spice that up in the bedroom? Uh, role play has Liam Neeson. Because <laughs> Aaron doesn't really set anybody's pants on fire either. Nah, you have to find something else. Like you know, they, something else to call me. Okay. King. Anyway, moving I'm on. Going Pete. I'm going to full Pete mode. <laughs> uh, next scene. Rick finds a generator. Emperor but Hubbard. Before, before he can turn it <laughs> off, he gets attacked by the elusive Andrew. Yeah. The ever elusive. Um, Did you buy for a moment that Andrew could take out Rick? Hell no. It looked like Rick, after the moment of surprise was over, that Andrew is going to be handled. Yeah. I thought so, Axe too. handled. Until Rick just fumbled his gun, apparently. Yeah. Dropped it on the floor. Oscar picks it up. Surprisingly, he shoots Andrew instead of Rick. Did you see? Why do you see... think he did that? Uh, because. I know why he did I that. I know but... why he do- did that. <laughs> right. Because Andrew and Tomas were mm-hmm. fucking lunatics. Yeah. And he wanted to know. I believe he his said backstory. that at the beginning of the episode. Yeah. Like, look, I fucking broke into people's houses. And this dude's a drug addict. But we're not psychos like this guy. And yeah. he sees enough of Rick's group to know that they're not psycho. And they want to, like, make a life in this world. So that's an easy choice for him to make. Mm-hmm. And. This should simultaneously prove to Rick that he can let them out. Oh, that's happened. Yeah. Yeah, they're a, exactly. they're a member of the group now. Yeah. Now, let me ask you something. Okay. Did you see Daryl creeping up on this dude with that, like, hillbilly <laughs> kung fu stance? <laughs> yeah, he was ready to pounce. He looked like one of those crabs from Finding Nemo. He's like, hey, hey, <laughs> hey. I'm, it, I've never seen anybody crouch like that. Yeah, man. He was poised. Crouch, ready to and, go. crouch and crab. That's what Daryl does. Daryl's a badass. Crouching. Actually, Daryl's a super badass. Did you see him hold the door and fight off zombies? Yes. He's like, fuck holding this door. I'm going to crossbow you, and I'm going to knife you, and I'm going to shut the door in the rest of y'all's faces. Yep. Awesome. I'm going to barricade this door with your own bodies. <laughs> Definitely. But, uh, sweet. yeah, it's like total crouching hillbilly hidden crab. Nice. <laughs> That's the name of Daryl's movie. Next scene is Lori's death. It's the Fiesta Maker. Uh, she fades and begs. Actually, that's not the scene. Sorry. She's, she's dying. She's not, not doing so hot laying on the floor. She's begging Maggie to gut her like a fish, uh, saying, fillet me open, take this baby out. Yes. 
heart wrenching scene. It was a heart wrenching scene. And I, I, on second thought, as I make fun of it, on second thought, <laughs> on second thought, I feel like I can't really critique anything she said. I, I did have a little yeah, bit yeah. of problem in the moment because um, uh, I'm quick to criticize Lori. She is a terrible mother. <laughs> um, but I, I, I kind of was critical about her putting Rick. It's well-being on the child. I don't think that was really cool to be like, look, on you, Carl? you have to take care of your dad. Yeah. No, fuck that. Your dad's got to take care of you. Yeah. But everything else she said was pretty good. And, you know, something that I think the the good parts of Lori that we see would say, like, you know, don't let this world ruin you. Um, yeah. you know, We've got some phenomenal feedback on this, too, uh, which I hope you included. <laughs> if not, uh, sorry to the person who wrote that, but... We'll get to it. Uh, well, I hope. <laughs> I hope we'll get to it. Uh, I don't know what I cut and what I kept, but okay. I try to keep all the good stuff. With that. It was good. All so. right. Uh, also, uh, did you? I thought the music they played during the scene sounded just like the morning music from Minecraft. Oh my god, I didn't notice. The really? Music here. I mean, it's like really almost note for note in the initial parts of it and the first few bars. I was like, wow. Huh. I feel like I need to get up and. You know, start start, uh, start well, there, swinging my pickaxe. There are zombies all around. That's so. true. That's true. Yeah. Uh, what is the? Uh, I had a couple of critiques. Um, one from a nurse. Uh, I can't remember her full name, but I think it's Sandy on Facebook, mm-hmm. saying that uh, her and some of her fellow nurses were crit- criticizing that, implying to me. And I tried to follow up with her, but I don't, I don't think I, I got a chance to get the response. But. I mean, what is the death rate of a cesarean in pre-industrial society? Like, was that just a death sentence? Or, because, like, she was like, you know, do you make no effort at all to stitch her up? And Well, the and... trouble was that she was already bleeding, right? She yeah, was already bleeding, bleeding profusely. Think from... about Herschel. And, yeah, you'd have the risk of affection and stuff, but it's yeah, like... Yeah, but, but his wound was easily accessible. Like, all they had to do was put a stump on that thing. Like, put a towel on it. And give him some antibiotics, and he's good. Yeah. But how do you dig around in Lori's abdomen and try to sew things up? Well, I think you just would sew up the... I mean, I think Herschel could do it. Herschel yeah, could for sure. But Herschel's not around, and they can't risk but going out there. Well, the other thing is, why wouldn't you like try to buy 30 more minutes? I mean... Like, what yeah. if you wait for Lori to die and then take the child out? Would that put it? I don't know. I just I wish I'd gotten some medical feedback on that, but I don't know how valid that critique is. I'm just saying that a bunch of nurses were kind of skeptical that they gave up so quickly, that that might not have been a lost cause. Possibly. I have no knowledge about that. It seems like a cesarean in those conditions would be an almost sure death sentence from yeah. the infection alone, my God. I mean, we did we kind of skipped the scene here where Andrea is trying to convince uh, Michonne to stay another day, but it's really short. She's um, not convinced. She's just saying how it is, and Michonne's going along with it. Is she? Yeah, I guess she is. I mean, right. she's not leaving. Yeah, right and now, Michonne's so. calling so much. Like this is literally the third time you said this. You know. Yeah, yeah. She says, uh, "I I heard you the first time." Right. So, uh, and then we get to the death scene um, where Lori gives Carl some final words of wisdom, uh, and <laughs> gets her innards turned outward. <laughs> Uh, not not so good for Lori. Wait, wait. Do you hear that? Do you hear that? I think it's a fiesta music again. Let's not lose sight of the fact that we'll never – we don't have to worry about – she can't hurt us anymore, Jim. That's true. She's like Michael Meyer at the end of the final Halloween. She's gone. She can't come back. Or yes. can she? I got a surprising well, amount yeah. of fe- feedback saying that people that. are like – 
could she return as a zombie? Uh, oh, basic- no, no, no. See, we were IMing today back and forth, and you said that some people were making the argument that she may not be dead, even though Carl okay, she may supposedly not be shot her in the head. She may not be dead. And I asked you, do you mean she may come back as a zombie? And you said no, she may not I, be I, dead. As I processed the feedback, I got both. I got oh, probably four or five people saying, that- we didn't see her die. Maybe they'll, you know, Rick will be like, what the fuck? We should find her, and she'll still be weak pulse. And No, I'll give, okay, I'll give you Andrew came back. We didn't see him die, but we also didn't see his guts laying on the floor. Nothing was pulled out from inside okay. of him. Could she come back as a zombie? Could Carl yes. not have? So do you think That's that? That's a possibility. I don't think Carl would do that. No. I, I don't think, think the so show, that I would call bullshit on the show to have Carl not follow through. Because he doesn't yeah. want to see his mom walking around anymore than we do. No, he's the one who suggests, hey, we can't leave her here. Right. So, And then he says, I should do it. So. Yeah, I don't. I don't subscribe to any of those any of those theories. It's and it's yeah. it's a damn shame the show has left this plot thing open by playing the horseshit game with with Andrew. But, uh-huh. uh, yeah, um, I kind of like the editing here where they go back and they show the flashback of him talking with his dad up in mm. the barn, uh, and he says, "Oh, I remember that was an emotional scene last year." Yeah, everybody's gonna die. No more kid stuff. Me, you, your mom. Yep. And right as they say your mom, they hand him the gun that he mm-hmm. now used mm-hmm. to shoot his mom. So, really, really effective editing. Yeah, pretty good there. Uh, we go back over to Rick and crew uh, who find T-Dog's body and Carol's do-rag. And they they instantly assume that Carol's dead. And yeah. I don't know why. Because there was right? no sign of Lori and Carl. You'd think that her body would be there, too. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 don't I, don't, I don't get that at all. Also, kudos uh, to the show for giving Car- uh, Carol a do-rag just so they can leave it behind. Yeah, that's as, as totally there. why it was oh, there. yeah. She's never had anything on her no, head before God in this no. episode. God, yeah. no. Uh, they also tell Herschel that um, – uh, I'm sorry, Herschel, Beth, Maggie, and Carl, um, when they show up with the baby, they – Tell her that everybody's dead. <laughs> um, and Rick loses his shit when he hears about Lori. You want to talk about this? Okay. So <laughs> we last weekend, did, but... I saw the old Popeye live-action movie starring <laughs> Robin Williams. Great film. Yeah. And, like, when Popeye Classic. would get beat, he'd get this, like, punch-drunk kind of, like, wobbly walk. Yeah. And I swear to God, Andrew Lincoln was doing an homage to that. It was so, either that or he was doing an homage to Shane. Because Shane walked around like that every once in a while when he got mad. Oh, really? Yeah. But he had I, a Popeye walk. Yeah, it's like just I, that took me out of it. And then uh-huh. his accent. Every time he gets strong emotion, <laughs> anger or sadness, it's kind of like uh, Lori Holden's face. Like when she's smiling and pleasant looking, she's a beautiful woman. When oh, she is geez. angry or sad, it is savage <laughs> or happy. And uh, with Andrew, uh, when he is sad or angry, his accent gets savage yeah and i just first of all i thought it's horse again i've said it on facebook i'll say it now i feel like your your responsibility as a father let alone you know let alone a father in the dictatorship um is to keep your shit together for your son mm-hmm. i mean he starts to go to to carl and doesn't make it over there falls over curls up in a fetal position and just rocks back and forth like Go comfort yeah. your son, asshole. Collapse with him. You know? Uh, I mean, that's your one. And and I feel like the show better acknowledge that that was kind of a little bit of a failure. And that mm-hmm. also made him look weak in front of the group. 
Yeah. And that also that Carl remembers that that his dad did that too because if they don't yeah. and they just gloss over and everything's the same, I don't know. Yeah, no, I, f- I but, feel you. But we'll see. We'll see how they handle it. Um, I just didn't – the people that were saying – and we had several feedbacks saying that like, wow, what a powerful performance. Yeah. I would not describe that performance as powerful. No, it wasn't the, the tearjerker that we had predicted last week through the spoilers. Right. Uh, in my opinion. Do you think that this scene uh, here at the end and the events with killing his mother and stuff have cemented Carl in the uh, emotionless – uh, killing machine zone. We'll see. I mean, I don't. You I think hope he's not because flip the, back toward. Uh, I mean, I feel. I feel like kid. that. No, <laughs> no. I feel like this is him grow. This is his growing up sequence, and that's going to lead. I think him just becoming an emotionless killing machine would be uninteresting. I think him yeah, wrestling yeah. with this and struggling with his relationship with his dad and his his newborn sister and all yeah, that's going to shake out that's going to be interesting. He's struggling with it there in that scene. Oh yeah. I mean, he's he's doing what his father should have done, I think. I'm telling you, which is as, take it a little bit more like a man. Well, I mean, I didn't grow up in a zombie apocalypse, but I was a older child who was an only child at the time that had a little sister come into the world and fuck up my shit <laughs> and take my kid my parents attention away from me and uh, I didn't handle that necessarily well all the time mm-hmm. um it's cool now that we're both adults and we can like laugh about it but it's 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 kind of a strain add the zombie apocalypse and your mom dying because of her and shooting her in the head and your dad maybe going a little crazy and you have to shoot her down to keep from being a zombie that is going to be a lot of issues to work through yeah I'm looking forward to watching some high octane that. not nightmare fuel for sure uh that's it that's the end of the episode rick falls on the ground Probably hurt his knee, I'd imagine. That was some solid concrete. Uh, <laughs> and the, we fade to black. Uh, I have to give Idiot Survivor of the Week. I have to give it to someone. I can't give it to no one, so I have to give it to Andrea for believing the governor's lies. Yeah, but she, That's the, the, There was really nothing that dumb in this episode. I would have given it to Carol just for hesitating and almost <laughs> wasting T-Dog sacrifice. But she didn't. She eventually got out. Yeah. Andrea's still fooled. Give her the Lifetime Achievement Award then. Yeah. Have that carry the day. So there we go. That's it for the recap. So before we get into our feedback, uh, we've got some housekeeping. Uh, we've got our sponsorship. Those of you that uh, followed us on the uh, Breaking Good podcast uh, were aware that we had a, a sponsorship with Audible, and they decided to pick us up for part of this season, too. Um, so thank you for them. Audible.com, if you've not tried it, if you go to audiblepodcast.com slash baldmove, you get a free audiobook download. And they have oh, over yeah. 100,000 titles available, including um, the like Lord of the Rings. Um, do you have a – I think you, yeah, you have a book um, recommendation? Yeah, the movie's coming out pretty soon, so I would recommend people go check out Cloud Atlas. It's uh, actually up there as an audiobook. So Man, um, I want to see what that I'm movie really badly. Yeah, yeah. It In looks fact, really I cool. think I'm going to see it tomorrow night, Wednesday night. And uh, there was an awesome interview with uh, Tom Hanks on The Nerdist. Yes, so go listen was. to that too. Yes, there was. I don't think that's on Audible, but – yeah, if you hate Chris Hardwick, you should listen to that podcast because it will partially rehabilitate yeah. your opinion of him. He's not that uh, bad of a but, guy. But go check out Cloud Atlas. Yeah, I think you have to sign up for a 30-day free trial to get that free book. So Right, right. But it's it's you don't have to put in a credit card or anything. It's completely no. free. You yeah. just, uh, as a, It's a, a, a free promotion as a fan 
uh, of our show. And we've I've actually signed up, tried was, it. It's pretty good stuff. I was gonna say, I think once you try the free trial, you might sign up for the full thing. I think right. it's fifteen bucks a month right. to do the the actual membership to get right. a bunch of free books. Yeah. So. Uh, check it out. Had lots of positive feedback on it. Uh, on to our feedback. And again, we had reams. We had reams and reams and reams. Uh, set new records for individual emails, Facebook comments, Facebook private messages. It's, yeah. So going forward, I'm going to have to institute like season finale rules and that like, you know, if you're sending in something about just if you thought the episode is awesome, you can send it and I'll probably respond to you, but I just don't have time to read it. Yeah. So it's basically we're we're looking for original stuff, funny stuff, and the first one. If you if you got something original and six other people sent it in, I got I, I roll with the first one that sent it to me. Yeah. So if you didn't get something read, um, it's pro you probably got a personal response from me, and also know that it's probably just you know you had uh, other people brought up the, the the take. And if you think I did miss something, uh, send it on send it on to me and uh, make a note of that, and I'll see if I can get it into the next cast. But that's the other thing is. It's really hard to read feedback from the previous cast and episodes when yeah. you're already packed to the rafters. It's a good problem to have. We get more than I just enough. hate. You don't understand how much I hate having to cut emails because I, I, I know it too. it's a big part of our cast. That's always yeah. been a, uh, a cornerstone of our cast as a listener feedback segment. Yeah, and, I think that's something that we do that a lot of other casts don't do, and I right. feel like they're worse for it. And when it gets to the point where it's so bursting the seams that you have to wholesale just skip people, it it, yeah. it, it, it I don't like it. It hurts. So anyway, uh, feedback. Eric R. It's like having your guts torn open. <laughs> um, Eric R. was on fire. He I, I didn't read a lot of Facebook feedback, but I thought these were pretty funny. Said he knew that T Dog was a goner without listening to spoilers. He had more than one line in the opening sequence. <laughs> Poor uh, T Dog. He also had a comment on Carl. He said, zombie apocalypse not going to phase him. Watching his father kill his surrogate uncle, no problem. Having to stare at his mother as she spreads eagle while giving birth, that's going to leave a scar. <laughs> uh, Tariff uh, QC wanted to know if anyone else picked up on Carol saying to T-Dog that they had a pact. She'd like to know more about that. This is one of yeah. those things like Peggy had with uh, – uh, what's his dude from – Ken. Uh, Ken from Ken Mad Doctor Men. Of, yeah. I, it's, it's an off-screen thing, but presumably mm-hmm. – it's uh, one of those things like Vasquez had with uh, Hicks from Alien, Aliens, right? <laughs> okay. So, like, yeah. if, if one of us goes, we both go. Mm-hmm. You'll make sure, you know, if, like, if, if I'm going to turn, you make sure you kill me before I do. Yeah. Um, that I've, I mean, do you have a different take on that? No. No, I think it was off screen. I don't remember anything about it before. But you think that's the gist of it? Yeah. All right. Juwan TD said, uh, like just juxtaposition of the calm, idyllic Woodbury and the seemingly idyllic prison before it went to shit. It really begs the question, where would you rather be? The governor may be a sadistic tyrant, but he's got the liquor, the women, and the fresh food, and <laughs> clean sheets. I'd pick the governator over a dictatorship. Dude drinking good whiskey with real whiskey glasses. Agree? Yeah, yeah. Just I from think... what the characters know. Certainly from what the characters know. I mean, it's it's a much better place. Let me ask you no this. Doubt. If you knew that the governor had the fish, the, the wall full of fish tanks full of heads... And that he massacred the National Guard because mm. he's afraid they might come over and take over. Would you still prefer the dictatorship or the governorship over the dictatorship? Uh, no. I think the heads. The heads seal it, man. You can't have a fish tank full of heads 
and be a normal guy. Well, but maybe he would argue, like, look, this keeps me focused. I, I look at every night, I see the danger that's out there. Uh-huh. And it keeps him motivated. This is what I'm protecting the world from. It's the killer within. It's the that's killer all within. I'm saying. Uh, moving back to, uh, moving on, Matthew Henry said, I may be in a minority here, but I actually liked Andrew Lincoln's breakdown at the end of the episode. So this, I put in two responses that are contra mine. Uh, it felt mm-hmm. honest and real. People express grief in so many ways. It hardly ever looks like it's what's so often portrayed on TV and movies. Lincoln's performance was jarring and uncomfortable because we saw Rick at his most vulnerable and intimate. If you laughed at it, maybe it's because it made you feel uh, a bit uncomfortable. That means you felt, but it means you felt something. Uh, no, no. <laughs> you can't play that game uh, no. with me. Don't play that psychoanalysis shit with me, Matthew. <laughs> uh, I'm not having it. Um, and really. Yeah, I think I will just stand by that it was a bizarre choice. And, yes, people do lose their shit differently, but I was expecting better from Rick because, to this point, his core values is protecting Carl. And he absolutely did not do that. Sure. Yeah. Um, But – and I did. The second, third, fourth time I watched it, I didn't feel any more moved. Uh, Lori? Yes. Rick? No. Uh, Michael Lovin said, uh, what I love is that when Rick sees Carl, when he leans over as though he's going to console him, he loses it. It was beautiful. It was Lincoln's crawl space moment. Yeah, I went there, and I stand by it forever. Is this anywhere near as strong as the crawl no. space get, moment? Get out of town. Yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah, come on now. Cranston versus a bad southern accent? Yeah. It's Cranston all the way. Now, like, if Cranston is trying to pull off an English accent? <laughs> And, and his wife just got shit? murdered in the zombie apocalypse by, you know, an incompetent veterinarian's daughter. I maybe. I mean, yeah. I don't know. We it's 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 apples to oranges at the very very best. Yeah, it's it's he's no Cranston. <laughs> he's no Cranston. Uh D Candlish says um how are they going to feed that kid? I know it's awful and I'm a parent. Nothing good can come from her. How are they going to feed the kid? She's like, look, it's look. It's a valid point. <laughs> I know it's awful, and I'm a parent. Anytime you have to, uh, you know, what do you call that? Uh, qualify it. Anytime you got to yeah. qualify that shit, something bad's coming down. Sure. But I honestly think in that case, they should have killed the baby, too. <laughs> well, that'd have been a feel-good episode. Oh, yeah. It's just a hassle they don't need. You, you could go uh, fr- full Freddy Got Fingered on it, swing it around by the umbilical <laughs> oh, cord. Shit. Yeah, that'd be uh, real good television. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Maybe that'd have been. Maybe the Spartan approach would be best in this life. I, how just, are they going to feed it though? That's just, a valid you just, question. You just leave it out behind the. You know, I I don't know. That's that's. It'll be interesting to see. Uh, Sandy Williams Anderson. Um, I'm sorry. As much as I hate William or Lori, I don't understand that death at all. Oh, this is the nurse. I was with the group and we were talking some, so maybe we missed something, or maybe it's because we're all nurses, but we were shocked that they just killed Lori within minutes. Look at how much they worked to save Herschel, but not even a thought of trying for Lori. And I assume Carl shot her in the head to keep her from turning into a zombie, but they didn't even check a pulse or anything to see if she was dead. We were totally confused. Plus, I would have rather seen her torn apart by zombies. <laughs> well, there yeah. we get to the real. Yeah, there's the real. And honestly, that would have been the real fiesta. Uh, this is a yeah. this is a sham limb fiesta. Limb for limb. Just pulled apart. She should have gotten a T-Dog treatment. Oh, yeah. Only with more zombies. And more gore. And a little bit longer lasting on it. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> I feel like this is a sham... Uh, sham... Uh, sham fiesta. Fiesta. I feel like... I'm so mad I can't even say fiesta. This is the the nurse equivalent of me watching Jurassic Park when they say, this is a Unix system. I know that. <laughs> and 
The nurses are thinking, right. oh, this is a C-section. I know that. Oh, wait. No, I don't. Right. Because they're doing it totally wrong. You got this idiot. It's like, I don't know if this is a head or a leg. <laughs> yeah. Remind me, which one? Is it five fingers and toes or is there six fingers and four toes? I don't How does a baby work? I don't know. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah, me either. Um, Adam in. This is a faux fiesta. We, we, we got robbed the real fast. Fuck you, Glenn Mazzara. Uh, Adam N. says, everything to do with Andrew is bullshit. He got out of a, uh, that closed-off area. He didn't have the axe then. How the hell did that happen? Yeah. He ditched the zombies. He found an axe and gas in an area Rick had been scavenging for eight months. He survived for two weeks. He killed a deer with an axe in a zombie-infested woods where the last episode was clearly shown that his smoke monster from Lost is lurking about. He snuck back in multiple times without being seen. Then he died. Also, I find it hard to believe T-Dog wouldn't have a melee weapon on him. And why didn't he just take down the two zombies and curb stomp them? We know he could have. Yeah. Hard hard to argue with that, Adam. Sure, more with zombies. That. Michelle K said, <laughs> yeah, that's... That was a problem with this yeah, episode. We needed more zombies. Not enough zombies. Michelle K says, for one thing, I felt like poor Irony Singleton was given the Dale treatment on the show. Have him be an annoying background character that we barely got to know during the entire first and second season... And then make him suddenly become the moral center of the group who tries to talk to everyone else and is sparing to condemn prisoners' lives. Wow, that really is a parallel. Yeah. Of all the forced character development in the first half hour of the show, and then he's dead. It's a shame that the writers didn't explore his character more, and pardon me if I sound too annoyingly PC, but I can't help but feeling T-Dog was kept around as a token black guy until Michonne and What's-His-Name and Woodbury who gave her to eyes. Now they're in the picture, Sinar T-Dog. Not just that. And what about Oscar? Oscar. Yeah. Oscar's got the, the TBG going now. Yep. I sure hope Irony's next acting gig affords him a few more lines and a hell of a lot more depth. Yeah. Cosign. Agree. Uh, another thing is, with Lori's exit on the show, I feel like we're not only deprived of some major conf- confrontation between her and Rick, um, we also didn't see enough of what drove the family part in the first place. All we learned about the fractured my son hates me relationship between Carl and Lori was Lori saying... My son hates me. Why yeah. the fuck didn't we see this happening before Mazera and Co. decided to kill Lori off the show? The very wrenching scene between mother and son that capped off the heavy drama and that four would have been more believable, in my opinion, if the audience had a chance to see and feel the tension that driven him apart, according to Lori, uh, according to Lori uh, talking to Herschel only three episodes early, earlier. Yes. Yeah. I, and I think we've said this a couple times. Cardinal sin on this show is they like to talk about things instead of showing things uh, the, okay there must be multiple cardinal sins then because that's not the biggest offense all I, right I, certainly all right uh but you're right yeah they they did not show any of that uh thomas n says i'm nearly a 17 year old guy but i still cried watching rick realize that he's lost his wife andrew lincoln deserves an emmy wow Strong words. Strong words. And guess what? That's only the fourth episode in a season of 16. Ah, good point. We made that point, but it is unbelievable yeah. the pace this show is setting. Yeah, I stole that point from him. Sorry. Jordan B. says, Maggie turns out to be the hero of the show to me. Despite her obvious physical disgust over what she was doing, she kept it together and got the job done and delivered a healthy non-zombie baby. Yeah, yeah you can't estimate how tough it is to cut on living flesh. Oh, I bet. Like, if you had to cut a person you know open and deliver a baby like that with mm-hmm. a fucking grungy knife in a dark prison, that's hellacious. Yeah, it is. So, yeah, she deserves yeah, some definitely. sort of medal for that. 
My favorite scene this week was right after Maggie peeked out the door and shut it with the baby in her arms. She turns around and hears a gunshot from Carl going off. The next thing we see is Carl, completely stone-faced, walking like a man with a purpose. I feel like this was almost Breaking Bad quality in the way it was played off. After rewatching the scene again, he looked a lot like a young boy looks in his face and in his eyes prior to pulling the trigger. The shot they did of his face showed a completely different Carl. He wasn't any longer the boy... Uh, boy, he was a man, and the look in his eyes and on his face completed a transformation that we've seen building up since the end of season two when he shot Shane. It's a great way to play the scene off and coupled with very well at the barn scene from season two and had me in tears at the pain I felt for Carl. Yeah, uh, I I really thought he did a great job in this uh, this episode and in this season. I mean, we've seen how he, like, like he's saying there, how it built to that. I mean, we saw his skills, yeah. the stuff that he had developed uh, over the past eight months during the, the unbearable Georgia winter. Uh, and now we actually see his attitude, mm-hmm. not not just his skills, but right. his, his mental state, too. Danny J says, a moment of silence for T-Dog. He gave us two whole seasons of it. <laughs> uh, All right. Spencer R said, I really enjoyed the episode, but I have a really big issue with T-Dog being killed off. I just find it hard to believe that the writers would keep this character around so long and have absolutely zero character development across two seasons. I was so sure he'd be safe until he had a confrontation with Merle, yes. which I was really looking forward to seeing. Arguably, Merle was the only other person that T-Dog had any meaningful character interaction with. Yeah, what That the would have hell? been epic. That's, I thought that was the whole purpose for not killing Merle. Yeah. To have them reconfront. Yeah, I mean, I guess prob- Merle's clearly blames Rick more than T-Dog at this point, though. Yeah, and, I mean, there's going to be some interesting stuff, I'm sure, if Merle and Daryl get back together. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> tensions will be high there, but... I guess maybe now that you But adding to it, it would have been T-Dog. Sure. More options, not less. Yeah. Uh, Lori's death this early in the season is shocking, continues Spencer. My question for you guys is, who do you think will serve as the child's mother figure? Obviously, Rick will be too busy protecting the group to look after it. I think Carol seems like the obvious choice, but possibly Maggie or Beth could, too. Yeah, I'm going with Maggie. No way Beth could do it. That <laughs> I mean, Carl's got got the eyes for her. Yeah, Beth's too busy playing doodlebug. <laughs> uh, I, I think it'll be Maggie, honestly. Yeah. With the way that that all went down. It's pretty firmly Maggie's. Yeah, I would say the, yeah, probably caring for the child, too, the infant. That's what I meant. Oh, I'm talking yeah, about Yeah, it's Carl. her responsibility. Okay. Uh, Ryan from Salt Lake City. Oh. Here's what worries me most about going forward. It's going to take some writing skills of the highest caliber to successfully pull off this whole infant situation and make it contribute to the story. All respect for what the writers have done with the season so far, but I have my doubts. If it's handled at all in a gratuitous way or weighs down the story arc a la Sophia, it can be a big problem. Agreed. Yeah. You said that. Like, there's really no place for a, zo- a baby in a zombie apocalypse. No. What are they going to do? Yeah. That's why I wanted it to be a zombie baby. <laughs> well, that's one of the reasons. And you're a sick fucker, too. <laughs> there's that. Uh, our old buddy Levi Jeans from the Personal Arrogance podcast crew did you know that I did? I, I sat in for Jesse because uh, speaking I of that. zombie babies, uh, he spawned successfully a baby with yep. his uh, girlfriend. Did not have uh, – I don't know if it's a cesarean or not, but they didn't die. No one died. No one died. No, no one had to be shot. Involved. There was no zombies at all. It's a real world. And I sat with Eric, and we did a cast last, last week. We talked about Walt mm-hmm. Disney taking over LucasArts and sports ethics and uh, the funniest fucking campaign commercial I've ever heard. Okay. Eric dug up one an obscure uh, like state senate race from South Dakota, 
It's oh boy. epic. I can't wait to hear it. I haven't had a chance, but it's, it's good stuff. I'll get there. Uh, so Levi spits fire. He says, my only real observation regarding the death of T-Dog is the cor- corresponding rise of Dexter, which is the comic book name of Oscar. Uh, can, there, there, can there be only one male black character? T-Dog dies as Dexter fights alongside Rick and Daryl. Then Andrew appears, another black male, and Dexter promptly executes him. Is this an African-American Highlander subplot? Is it specifically males, or will it come down to Dexter versus Michonne? I got to give a hat tip to Brit, Brett R., who had the same uh, African-American Highlanders uh, really? the angle on it. Wow. Yeah. Um, there can be only one. We'll know for sure. If lightning shoots out of uh, <laughs> Oscar. Uh, out of Andrew and into uh, Oscar. Yeah. Michelle C. says, about five minutes into this episode, I was slightly pissed off at myself for sticking around last week for your massive spoilers, but quickly remembered that Lori dies this episode. Yes! <laughs> I began giggling like a schoolgirl as each spoiler came true, waiting for the moment of her truth, uh, death. But was it just me, or was that scene terrible? I didn't believe for one second any of her emotions as she was preparing her son... For her impending death. Shit, the kid who plays Carl is more believable. And I'm usually a sucker for touching mother-child scenes. I actually found myself laughing. And I'm a mother of four. Yeah, I I can't agree with that. I'm sorry. I'm not going to hate on Michelle C. Because, uh, you know, I'd I'd be uh, judging... Yeah, I'm not going to hate I'd on be, her. I'd be I just can't agree. glass bricks into from a glass house. Uh, <laughs> glass bricks onto a brick house. Yeah. <laughs> or something. I just don't agree. Like I said, it, it, it yeah. lumped me up the last time I watched it. The thing I do agree with her is that uh, Riggs did a great job. Yes. The kid. Um, let's see. Jesse B. sent in some, uh, some haiku. Okay. Titled, Kill Her Within. <laughs> T-Dog died a boss. Carl blew out Lori's brains. Rick spazzed in the yard. Carol is missing. Oscar and co. join Team Grimes. Now who else will die? That's a good question. Uh, I don't know who will die. To be a real haiku, you had to work in a seasonal reference, like the unseasonably cold Georgia winter. Oh, I thought it had to just be something with nature, but that would have been a good one. That nature would do, too. Uh, Didn't he mention something about the yard? Rick in the yard? Oh, yeah, that's grass. The yard is grass. The second haiku stands. That's not a real haiku. Oh, true. Yeah, You need to work in plum blossoms blooming or something in there. (laughs) Sure. Uh, Jesse got a new blog where he's uh, reviewing pop culture and Walking Dead, among other things, at Mm -hmm. thepropereview.wordpress.com. So check it out. He's doing proper reviews. Proper. Uh, Rachel from Cleveland. At this point, will Carl have any sympathy for his dad? That's my worry, Rachel. Yeah. After all, Rick has been cold and distant with Lori, granted so as Carl, but witnessing her strength with Herschel and then with her delivery, I think Carl's perception of Lori changed. Can he forgive his father or will he hold it against Rick? Is there a rift coming between father and son? Stay tuned next week. Uh, Nicole, who, if you haven't been po- uh, following the spoiler sections, wrote us in with some critical analysis of some of the comments we made regarding um, – Rape. Daryl. Daryl specifically. <laughs> Daryl specifically getting yeah. raped. Uh, she actually wrote it in for another feminist take. She said, I don't know if you're familiar with the trope of the fallen woman. Basically, for hundreds of years, there was only two mm. major female character types. Uh, there was the Madonna and the whore. Women were either bastions of chastity or they were Jezebel. The storyline for the fallen woman was always the same. A woman starts out as chased, but is seduced or tricked by, or in some 19th century literature, actually raped by a ne'er-do-well. She usually then becomes pregnant, leading to her being outcast by society. The end is always, always death, but not before she has a moment of repentance, often on her deathbed. Does this sound familiar? Lori's married to Rick. He's still alive, although she doesn't know it, but she's seduced by Shane. 
When Rick comes back, you see the guilt start to eat her way at her. The moment she decides to keep the baby, I knew she was a goner. I didn't realize just how perfectly the writers would have her fit the mold, though. Her last words to Carl were, if it feels wrong, if it feels easy, don't do it. Don't let this world spoil her. Or spoil you. Yep. I hope that they wouldn't make her follow this path. Uh, I mean, her infidelity literally caused her death. Uh-huh. If she had not shacked up with Shane, she wouldn't have become pregnant and then die in childbirth. It's really not a subtle message. That's the really good feedback I was talking about yeah. before. That's it's dead on. I love it when you get literary on us, yeah. listeners. We're a sucker for that. Um, I'm going to have to skip a few because I think we're running low on time. Okay. Uh, Bobby H. from Pittsburgh says, you mentioned Atlanta is the zombie capital. He took offense. I have to dispute that as Pittsburgh, specifically the borough of Monroeville, which is where George C. Yeah. Romero filmed Dawn of the Dead. Sorry. As well as most of his other films. As resident zombie expert, I feel personally responsible for not pointing that out. Yeah, that was the mall where they filmed uh, Dawn of the Dead. Also, uh, Monison, Pennsylvania, just south of Pittsburgh, is home of practical effects wizard Tom Savini, who runs yeah. a monster movie makeup school at the Douglas Education Center. Atlanta might be an emerging zombie market, but Pittsburgh is the home of the zombie genre. Yes, the original home of the zombie. Uh, that's all we've got until we get to the spoiler section, which we have still a lot more stuff to cover. <laughs> we do. All right. In that case, let's, uh, let's go to the outro. Uh, so if you'd like to add to our growing pile of feedback, you can send it in to the watching dead at baldmove.com. You can follow me on Facebook at facebook.com slash baldmove for our rollicking discussion there. And also follow Jim's live tweets at Twitter at baldmove. Uh, ways that you can support us. The biggest way, like we talked about at the top of the show, is leave us an iTunes review. If you haven't done so already and you've got iTunes, pop over to our cast. Give us an appropriate star rating. Uh, anything helps. And what that does is helps us rise to the top of uh, iTunes podcast rankings, and that's how we get more listeners. It's crazy the amount of traffic we get from iTunes. It's, it's by far and away, it's by far and away the biggest promotion thing that we got going on. Yeah. Second is tell your friends. Uh, you know, share links on Facebook, pass around on Twitter. Um, if you're talking Walking Dead at the office, mention our cast. We'd love to have that. Third, uh, use our Amazon affiliate link. Uh, this is the way we pay for the podcast. Uh, all the terabytes we push out cost money, uh, and you know we appreciate everyone. If you're buying stuff on Amazon anyway, I'm not saying just go and make some pity purchase. I don't want your pity <laughs> purchase. No. But if you're you know buying whatever uh, on your Amazon Prime account or non-Prime account, use Amazon.BaldMove.com, and whatever you buy on that ticket only, uh, we get a little tiny kickback on. Yep. So we appreciate if you do that, and some people – um, you know, it's like, especially if you're buying like a Kindle fire, we get a big, we get a big percentage of that. Yeah. Amazon's pretty generous on that stuff. It's at least a dollar stealing, stealing money from Jeff Bezos left and right. <laughs> so help us do that. Did I leave anything else out? Email. Did you email? Yeah. Okay. Well then that's I it. I feel like I'm leaving something out. No. Have a burrito. <laughs> no, that's don't not let even what he say, says. Don't, don't let <laughs> Don't let Mazera steal this uh, uh, fiesta oh, from us. See, I thought you were going for a Nerdist reference. No, never fuck mind. Chris. No, no. Enjoy. <laughs> oh, yeah, literally, you, enjoy you, your burrito, yeah. your taco salad, your salsa, your, your queso con carne, your margarita. <laughs> Don't let Mazera spoil this for us. Yeah, definitely. This is the, the little piss flavor just makes the margarita go down that much better. <laughs> All right, I got to cut us off there. Uh, that's it for this week. Join us next time where, uh, hopefully stuff will continue to roll downhill because it has been going fast Mm -hmm. and furious. Uh, and until then, I'm good. (laughs) I'm A-Rod. Bye.
next episode of AMC's The Walking Dead. Rick! Today, we celebrate how far we've come. Postpone tonight. No way. She needs formula, and soon as she won't survive. I'm going for a run. I'll back you up. We gotta go. You are not making any sense. You shouldn't be in here, For a longer look at the next episode. So the high points of this trailer were Rick looks like he snaps on Glenn. The baby needs formula. Yep. As we called. The governor is doing something to celebrate some sort of milestone. Independence Day. Poindexter is demonstrating like it looks like a homemade zombie suit made out of duct tape. Oh, I believe it. I mean, I don't know if he's actually if, if he's actually getting bit and attacked or if he's actually demonstrating some sort of new armor. Um, huh. And Michonne pulls her sword on the governor. So things are coming to a head over in Woodbury. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm I worried think that Andrea keep... has, lo- has uh, let the window close on when she could have left. Or maybe she never oh, could have left, so. honestly. I, yeah, I don't know. I felt like at the beginning it might have been okay, but not now. Um, so, spoiler section uh, and the feedback. Amanda D says, Dear Jim and Aaron, love your cast. Find it right after season two ended. It's a great way to catch up before jumping into season three. Thank you, Amanda. I want to share a theory that sprouted from your cast. You mentioned that the new opening sequence made me actually notice it, when before I just used it as a beer break. Upon closer inspection, I think it's very revealing, and here's my interpretation. Light Jack's name is on screen, and image is shown which reveals the plot line for the character of the season. For instance, Andrew Lincoln has a shiny sheriff's badge, which to me stands for leadership. Next to Sarah Wayne Cal... How do you pronounce that? Calais? Callies, I think. Callies? Yeah. With a worm and a spent round, which to me says she's worm food <laughs> and probably killed by a living well, person, not a walker. Fiesta time! She was killed by a living person. Well, she said this Maggie in, slash... This yeah. was a before the cast, so... Then comes Norman Reedus and two crossbow bolts hitting close to the same target, which probably just <laughs> means he's a badass. Yep. Next is Stephen Yoon and his The Watch, which I take to symbolize the importance of Maggie and Herschel de Glynn, hmm. uh, maybe marriage. Now it gets interesting. Lori Holden's background is a graveyard, so I have to assume Ooh. she dies. Uh, and a comic spoiler alert, I hope she takes Tyrese's place in the comics as the character who gets decapitated when Rick won't let the governor in during the standoff. That would be one of the show's holy shit moments. Really good point. Yeah. Because you, do you know what – did you make it that far? Uh, I did not make it that far, no, but I've I've heard. Okay. So, yeah, like this, the when the governor comes in, he has uh, Tyrese uh-huh. captive, who is a, kind of the T-dog role. And he threatens to behead him unless they let him into prison, and Rick refuses, and he beheads him. Yeah. So, um, boy, that would be a massive departure from the comics, but they're not that, afraid to do that. Could that be a mid-season Season finale? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be okay. So next is another interesting one. Chandler Riggs, who plays Carl, has all Sophia memorabilia in the background, and I can't tell if it points to his lost childhood or something else. Finally, you have uh, Denai Gurira. I can't. I don't know how to pronounce that. I don't even know who that is. Who plays Michonne? Okay, shown as a shadowy character behind the door, which I take just as Michonne being really secretive. Thanks for the inspiration. Yeah. Uh, no, I think that's great. And especially mm-hmm. with, uh, now that we know that she died, the, the spent round and the worms and the one bullet that Carl put in her head is that spent round. Yeah. Like that's really ballsy that the, <laughs> for, that they left that kind of clues in there. Yeah. So, um, I like that. I like that a lot. You got any other things to say about it? I mean, nope. All right. 
Uh, Adam McGinn says um, – talks about the governor's name. And he, he, he pulls this from – there's a book, an actual book called The Rise of the Governor. That's not a comic book. It's a, just a novel that kind of explains his backstory. Mm-hmm. So basically his name's Brian. When you read the comics, he says his name is Philip, which is his brother's name. His brother became uh, 20 times more of a crazy, awesome badass than any character in the show and was killed in front of Brian by, uh, by his lifelong friend. He began to go crazy right after that as he proceeded to kill the lifelong friend and have a shotgun wounded brother die in his arms. He slowly backed away as zombies emerged from the bushes, jumped on a car uh, out of reach of the zombies, and watched the two bodies get eaten. He then killed the crazy military, military leaders of Woodbury and rose to be the governor. When someone asked his name after, he's killed, uh, after he killed the people, he responded with Philip. He constantly tries to out-crazy his brother. It seems the open... Um, Open mouth kiss on his zombie niece. Now, one part we didn't talk about in the uh, uh, cast is that the governor makes mention of a daughter mm-hmm. and implies yeah. that she's still alive. Yeah. Now, in the comics, he has a niece mm-hmm. that's a zombie that he keeps chained up in his apartment, and he like has a relationship with her. He feeds her, you know, fresh human pieces, and then later wow. he pulls her teeth out, and then he like like again open mouth kisses oh, her. God. It's it's gross. That wow, this is some messed up stuff. Anyway, that's why he doesn't like to say his name. You're freaking awesome. Um, and he attached a picture. I'm not at, at this far. I stopped reading. I can't remember, like around the 70s, and I just made it to mm-hmm. this episode or issue 60 on my reread. I'm um, so we'll see how far I make it this time. Um, I am kind of worried that they are seemingly gunning through. Like, if they complete the prison storyline, they'll have uh, gone through 40 issues of the comic book. Yeah, uh, they could – I mean, next season, they could hit the end of the comics, right? Yeah, I mean, if they keep it at the going at this rate. Yeah. Uh, Brian of the Rosa writes, What intrigued me about the show from the beginning is it seemed as though the writers gave the walkers the ability to run at a decent pace after humans. The past few episodes, especially the last episode of season two, the zombies seem to go after humans at a slow, leisurely pace and not at the fast pace they used to go after humans in the first couple of seasons. Just wondering if I was the only one that noticed this. Also, Aaron, why are you reading this in the spoiler section? Since this is not spoilery at all. <laughs> Good question, Brian. I fucked up. <laughs> I don't think Brian asked that question. <laughs> Um, that would be an excellent conversation, uh, thing to talk about in the, the next cast. I think I'm just going to copy and paste this for the next time. Okay. Um, yeah, let's not, cause I have a lot to say about that particular issue. Uh, Mike D said, after Lori's change of death from the comics to the TV show, I still believe we'll see the comic death with another character, Maggie. By the look of next week's episode, it doesn't look like Rick is in the right state of mind to take care of the baby. So... Lori died in the TV show or in the comic books during these last invasion from the Woodbury uh, folks when they drove a tank through the prison walls mm-hmm. and the governor shot Lori as he was, she was running away while she was holding the baby in her arms and it killed them both. Oh, so if they did that with Maggie, if Maggie's presumably the adoptive mother, yeah. that would hurt. That would be some deep hurting. <laughs> yeah, it would be. Um, wow. A lot of characters are at risk here. Yeah, you know what? I will say this about this show having balls is I really – I mean I feel pretty sure that Rick and Carl are safe. Yeah. But other than that, the bets are off. Yep, totally. Um, Daryl. Daryl can't die, right? I don't know, man. If they, I feel like if they felt that they needed to do that to keep this – I feel like they're 
they got this 24 mentality where they're going to try to keep raising the stakes. Yeah. And eventually, I, like, fucking, I mean, who would have thought that Robert Kirkman would have killed Tyrese when he did? That was shocking. Yeah. Fans hate, because the other thing, I'm, I'm actually <laughs> reading the fan mail at the end of each one. I, know, I always skip that before. Uh-huh. People are livid at some of the shit he did. <laughs> and this is the guy writing the show, helping writing and executive yeah. produce. So, I... I mean, was Glenn more of a – or is Daryl more of a fan favorite than Tyrese was? Arguably not. I don't know. I We said a while back, and I think this was at the beginning of this season, that if Daryl died, we might be off the cast. We might be done with it. But I don't think that's the case anymore. I think the show has gotten good enough to where I can appreciate it without just Daryl being a badass. Daryl was the only thing to watch for the yeah. longest time. Now, now I don't think he is. Oh, no. So no. I could stick with the show even if he died. Um. With that said, if they go to the root of where uh, Glenn and Maggie act as paternal figures while Rick continues to take care of the group, later in the series, when and if the governor attacks a prison, Maggie will suffer the same fate as Lori did in the comics carrying the baby with a Glenn watching. Yeah, that'd be that'd be dramatic as hell. Yeah. Another feel-good episode of The Walking Dead. <laughs> and that's all the feedback I have. All right. Then I suggest we call it a cast. I sh- think we should do that. All right. Well, uh, see you guys next time. <laughs> uh, enjoy your burrito. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.